everyone, Sarah here. Just want to give you a heads up that Google Podcasts will be get my teeth in discontinued at some point in the new year. If you are currently using Google Podcasts, don't fret. You can still listen to our episodes in lots of different ways. We're available on all the podcast playing apps such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon. You can also listen to episodes via our web player on our website. Loads of different ways. In the show notes, there'll be a link to our website and a link to all the directories where you can subscribe. Why should you subscribe? Well, you get notifications when new episodes are available. This is the SEO Mindset Podcast with your hosts, Sarah McDowell and Tasmin Sullivan. This podcast is for SEO professionals and each week with the help of our wonderful guests, we discuss the important stuff that actually affects our careers and progression, but sadly often doesn't get talked about. You know, the invaluable soft and interpersonal skills that are often taken for granted, such as the skills we need for listening, time management, communication, and more. We also talk about the big issues that affect us and our careers, such as burnout, imposter syndrome, self-belief, saying no, plus other big issues and obstacles. With this podcast, we want to share knowledge on topics that unlock our listeners' true potential and enhance not only their careers, but all parts of their lives. So are you ready to prioritize your own personal growth and career development? Then let's crack on with this week's episode. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the SEO Mindset Podcast, where we aim to help SEO professionals optimise not just their careers, but also the whole of their lives. Today I'm joined by the wonderful Soma Josh, who's an expert in career happiness, to talk about the concepts of quiet and loud quitting, their impact and why people even find themselves in this position. I've been really excited to talk to Soma. We've been chatting on LinkedIn for a long time um, and I, I knew she did great things, but I was even I was gobsmacked when I learned even more of the great things that she does. So she owns, and it's just a few, she owns her own career mentoring business where she helps ambitious women find their dream job and career happiness and understand what their idea of career happiness is. Not only that, but she supports parents of teenagers who want better career advice. She mentors business owners who want to understand and gain and achieve their idea of business happiness. She's a writer. She's written for lots of major publications. And she's also a fellow podcaster with her podcast being called the Career Happiness Podcast. So um, I am absolutely sure that today promises to be jam-packed with value. Before Soma and I get chatting, a quick reminder that if you like what my co-host Sarah McDowell and I are doing on the SEO Mindset podcast, and you'd like to support it, there's a few ways that you can. So the first way is the Buy Me A Coffee donation, which the link will be in the show notes. But more importantly, share. You know, if you are enjoying the content, please tell your friends, your family, um, fellow colleagues, anybody who um, isn't not just in the SEO 
field, but even wider, because the things that we talk about can be of value to probably anyone and everyone in your field. So please spread the word. Um, so, Soma, welcome. Hi. <laughs> Hi. It's mean, it's great oh, to be here. Um, we've been chatting about all sorts of things, including the topic for a while now, Um and before we started recording, I said to you that I'm very keen to learn because being the age that I am, I think um, this idea of quiet quitting, loud quitting feels a little alien to definitely to me and maybe people in my generation. So um, let's dive in. What's, what are quiet quitting and loud quitting and why do people find themselves in that position? So... Uh... First of all, I'll, I'll start with yeah. quiet quitting. <laughs> quiet quitting is basically when people do the bare minimum in a job. And that might not sound counterintuitive, but what I mean by that is they might just stick to their core hours. So if their core hours are nine to five, they'll do the nine to five. It means also that they might not do the extra due diligence that's required. So they might not volunteer the tasks. They might not do overtime it's sticking to doing your job in a way where you're basically not doing extra things. And that's kind of what quiet quitting is, essentially. Loud quitting, on the other hand, is essentially when if you're unhappy at work, you're making it known that you're unhappy at work. You might resign. And before you resign, you might then end up you know like shouting in front of your colleagues and telling everybody how unhappy you are or what you think of the company and so there is a difference between the two but the main difference is is the quiet quitter will be a lot more introverted and quieter about how they approach things while the loud quitter will very very vehemently when they quit tell everybody why they're quitting and that's kind of the main differences between quiet quitting and loud quitting. So yeah. if I've understood that, quiet quitting, you're, the individual is almost checked out of the job. They're, they're doing what they need to yeah. um, do, but there's no fire mm -hmm. anymore. There's no passion anymore. Okay. Yeah. And with yeah. um, with loud yeah. quitting, you said that, you know, when people leave, what if a loud quitter doesn't mm -hmm. leave? Is that a thing? So a loud yeah, so sometimes with loud quitters, what they might do is if they don't leave, they'll just constantly tell people in the workplace what's wrong. They'll be very, very negative. So, you know, if they have to do extra cover or extra things, they might complain about it and just be very, very negative. But the impact of that is because they're very frustrated and they're mm -hmm. unhappy. So, you know, even though loud quitters are sometimes seen as troublemakers, they're not troublemakers. They're just acting that way because they're mentally exhausted mm -hmm. often. Yeah. So you said um, about the the person is not happy, whether they're quiet quitting or loud quitting, they're not happy. So the next yeah. part, you know, when I asked mm. why do people find themselves in this position, are you saying it's because mm. that happiness is yeah. gone? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but also it's because maybe they're working in quite a toxic workplace culture. Um, and as a result of that, if they're a loud quitter, for example, they're speaking out and they're telling their boss or their manager on a day-to-day -day basis, I'm not happy about this, and they're getting ignored. So what might happen at the beginning is they're saying it in a very mild-mannered way, and after a time, because they keep on getting ignored, they keep on getting ignored, 
the frustration and anger Mm -hmm. comes out and a quiet quitter in that example would perhaps maybe not have a very good may not have a very good relationship with their manager or if they're working from home a lot of the time the interactions will probably be a lot less they might not have their camera on during meetings they may not want to attend meetings and make excuses that kind of thing so I would say that maybe some of the main reasons behind this is because they are actually trying to speak out but they can't and they could even be in a position where they want to grow in their job but they're not Mm. supported by their colleagues or other members of staff so for people in leadership what are the signs that they should be searching for do you mention the camera you know there's a change in an individual's behavior camera on to camera off what other things should they be looking Mm. out for especially with the quiet quitter because a loud quitter sounds like they're making it known yeah 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 quiet quitter i think if you notice perhaps suddenly that somebody is retreating a little bit and maybe they're not engaging as much a manager maybe should you know have a one-to-one with them ask what's going on it could even be that they're not quite quitting it could be that something else is going Mm -hmm. on at home you know or that perhaps they're not happy about the fact that there's got some personal problems so having a one-to-one would be the Mm -hmm. first stage and if you are seeing that they are not engaging in the way that maybe they were engaging before there's a dramatic change in them you know like pulling back it could even be has been that they are already mm. looking for other jobs but mm. they're not telling their managers and often that's another reason why people retreat they might have had they might be interviewing for other jobs they might have got a job offer but they're keeping it mm. quiet so they're thinking oh yeah i'll just do the bare minimum till my mm. three months is up kind of thing um yeah Gosh, there's a lot, it's quite complex, isn't it? And it seems as if the quiet quitting is mm. more complex than, than the loud. Yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And mm. with a loud quitter, uh, Tasmin, an example could be, you know, recently with the whole health healthcare strikes, because you're, you're basically, you're campaigning, you're trying to say that these are the issues, I want help, I want a pay increase, mm. etc. So that's a very kind of strong example of a loud quitter because you're using your voice to speak, but mm-hmm. nobody's listening. Whereas with a loud quitter, you're internalizing those feelings and emotions. And, you know, you might have become a quiet quitter because maybe you've been mm-hmm. bullied at work. And interestingly enough, when I was bullied at work, because I've been bullied at work before, I, I didn't border on the quiet quitting because for me, <laughs> trying to do everything right in my job was very very important when I was a careers advisor but I have noticed when I've seen other people unhappy in their work they've done this Mm -hmm. they've retreated so yeah there was a time when um there was some bullying happening by a team member towards me and bizarrely even towards the manager um and Mm. I went down the I can handle this I'm just going to carry on doing my job as best as I can Um, I'm going to ignore her comments to me but what I didn't realize that Mm. internally I you know my self-esteem my resilience was being chipped away at slowly slowly and then when it came to a head um, you know even the manager couldn't do anything about it because she too was feeling the impact so it's not just people who are being managed it's even those in 
leadership positions. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I think the people in the leadership positions who might be quiet quitters or loud quitters, what might be happening there is there's a culture, there's a cultural pattern happening. And I know that when I was working in a job many, many years ago, there was a boss who would watch everything I would do because she was being watched by her manager and there was quite a toxic culture in that workplace. So yeah, that can often Mm. be a reason as well. Yeah. So what role do you think um, COVID played or is it COVID? Was this always around and just not given a name? This is a very, very good question (laughs) has been because um, my work as a careers advisor and what I've seen is that these issues did exist pre-pandemic. They were there. But I think what happened during COVID is everything got magnified. And what I mean by everything got magnified, I mean that unhappiness was being ignored less. And for me, one of the main reasons why I feel this has happened is because when we were in the COVID bubble of everything that was happening, we were seeing, you know, people dying, people getting ill. And we were all in lockdown, we were all at home. Many of us, if we have families, you know, if you have big families, everybody was mm. all together. And if you were having to homeschool your kids, you know, I saw lots of videos I remember and I know lots of my friends, what was happening is they might have been in one mm. room all together trying to mm. get everything done. And so everything was being magnified. But I think the whole working from home thing, what actually ended up happening, I feel, is that the highlight of burnout you know some of my clients were coming to me and saying that John I'm working until at 10 11 o'clock at night because I'm having to do Mm. the homeschooling I'm having to do this I'm so unhappy I'm exhausted like I just am Mm. running on empty right so the whole thing around flexible working and working from home and four day week came about as a result of the pandemic even though it already existed Mm. right so if we think about the quiet quitting and the loud quitting the reason why these issues came up a little bit more is because we started to talk more about the gender pay gap we started to talk more about equality diversity you know things that happened with blm Mm. everything just Mm. erupted (laughs) during the covid thing and i think what i did notice pre-pandemic has been is that people were quitting they were quitting and people were going through burnout because that's another reason why people usually are quiet quitters. They're actually going through burnout mm-hmm. in the secret, right? They're not telling anyone, like you were saying. But us talking about our well-being was often put on the back burner, you know? We weren't, we were just like, oh, yeah, we'll mm-hmm. be all right. This is part of the job. We work mm-hmm. in a corporate job. Mm-hmm. We've got to hustle. We've got to work these hours. And I think what COVID did is it highlighted some of the cracks in the system. Plus, one other thing I want to mention is, we didn't have a recession. So the recession impacted people who were going through furlough. And when people were going through furlough, they had time to reflect. They had time to think. They were thinking, okay, I've been in this career maybe about four or five years as a lawyer or as a marketer. I'm not actually very happy. I'm going to go start a business or I'm going to take some time out, have a sabbatical and then go back to work. So I think pre-pandemic, People were quitting 
but these things exacerbated have been exacerbated mm. as a result that's that's how i would respond mm. to this question you know um, so much of what you just said has resonated because during um during lockdown i was working in seo at argos which is one of the few retailers that were mm. able to carry on trading because of the sainsbury stores yeah. and work just ramped up it was a good time because our numbers were good but you know it still meant that there was a lot of work to do but the um, lockdown mm. meant that my mother-in-law, who, you know, just just before lockdown, her health had started to slide. So we couldn't get any carers. And it was up to, you know, four women in the, in, in the house to look after her. Mm. And although it was um, something that I took on as a privilege as opposed to a burden, it still meant mm. that... Because of flexibility, and we were all allowed the flexibility, I I remember being in bed at midnight, um, f- literally mm. falling asleep as I was finishing my work. I would, you know, type something, fall asleep, and then suddenly jolt back up again, realize where I was, write something else. Because, you know, you get your work done. That's the ethics and culture that I grew up mm. with. And it was during um, lockdown Mm. where they said, take a week off. And I thought, I've got nowhere to go. You know, you can't go anywhere. So I am, I pretend, I really wanted to go to Kerala because it's one of those beautiful places I've been. And I thought I wanted to go to well-being retreat. So I pretended, I like created myself a well-being program. And I, I, I wrote it down uh, in the morning. I'm going to go for a walk. We live near a canal. So I was going to do that. And I was yeah. going to do yoga and I was going to reflect and read. And I yeah. did everything that I would have wanted from a well being mm. retreat, but I was in Milton Keynes, not in yeah. Kerala at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, well, you know, why let geography get in the way of something like that? But, um, it, it did yeah. create that. I pondered, I reflected, and, and literally, you know, it did change mm-hmm. life. It did completely change my life. But yeah. um, I can see yeah. what you're saying about that was a very unusual um, time in our history where the world said, right, we're going to press a pause button, which people weren't doing for yeah. themselves. That's mm, that's one definitely definitely. Okay, yeah. so we we've spent some mm. time, um, and I don't feel like we're even scratching the surface. So if anybody wants, no. you know, more information on this, let us know. We'll get Soma back um, back on to talk more. But we've covered in general what the two um, terms mean, yeah. why people are in that position, and the role that COVID played. Mm. But actually, they always were around. But you know, guys do something else. Yeah. So we're going to take a short break, and when mm. we come back, we're going to talk about the impact on individuals, how people can manage that, and what organisations can do as well. SEOs and marketeers, you're going to like this one. I want to tell you about Wix Studio, the platform that gives agencies total creative freedom to deliver complex client sites while still smashing deadlines. Let's start off with SEO. It's at the core of Wix Studio, baked into every edit, update and action you take. Best in class defaults, automations and bulk action free up time and you can customize at scale for more control. 
With Wix Studio, you can say goodbye to endless plugins and hello to native integrations with Google, Facebook, Instagram, Amazon, TikTok, and many more. And on the creation side, you can efficiently bring your most ambitious projects to life thanks to smart design features, flexible dev tools, integrated business solutions, and seamless workflows. Even after clients take over, built-ins like automatic redirects help sites stay optimized for long-term growth. Speaking of growth, you can track every campaign against client KPIs and automate monthly emails to share learnings with clients. All this backed by fast, resilient infrastructure that's built to scale. Find out more at wix.com forward slash studio. That's wix.com forward slash studio. Working on international websites and campaigns can be exciting and rewarding, but it can be challenging, frustrating, and sometimes even a little bit lonely. The International Search Summit is dedicated to all things international search and will bring together digital marketeers from over 30 countries to learn, share and connect in beautiful Barcelona. The three-track, 30-speaker agenda covers a whole host of topics across international SEO, content and paid search and is the perfect event for anyone working for global brands or clients. It's happening on the 16th of November, 2023, and listeners of this podcast can save 10% on tickets with the code SEO Mindset. That code again is SEO Mindset. All you need to do is head on over to the seomindset.co.uk forward slash search summit to find out more and book your place. Don't worry, I'll pop a link in the show notes and I'll also put the code in there too. Hi, Sarah here from the SEO Mindset. Just a quick reminder that if you do enjoy the podcast and what me and Tasman are doing, you can support by donating as little as £5 to us via our Buy Me A Coffee page. Just head on over to the seomindset.co.uk forward slash donate. There will be a link to that page in this episode's show notes. And also, we'd love it if you shared our podcast with others. The more listeners we get, we can continue to find awesome guests to join us for episodes and talk about important topics. So the next time you are listening to an episode and think someone would enjoy, tell them. Open up the episode in your app, find the share button, and you will be able to copy the link to the episode and send it to them via WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, Slack. There's so many ways that you can help us spread the word. So welcome everyone back to our conversation with Soma about loud and quiet quitting. Before the break, I certainly learnt lots. I hope everyone listening learnt lots. Um, Soma, I want to talk a little bit now about what's the impact of quitting to the individual? And I'd imagine it's going to be largely negative. How can that impact be minimised? So... I think mentally the impact is probably going to be quite grueling for them. So I think often when people have have quit, they might overthink their decision. Mm-hmm. As mean, they might think, oh, d- 
did mm. I do the right thing? Well, I left my job. I've left the security. Mm. Oops. You know? So the overthinking part, I think, about whether or not it's the right thing, because they may get judgment from mm-hmm. friends and family, right? And even though it's it's something where they're concerned, mm-hmm. it doesn't help, you know, and the overthinking might contribute to that. But if they have supportive family or friends, they'll just get that love and support. But I think the first thing is overthinking. The second thing is worrying about job and career mm-hmm. stability, because often you might hear people, you know, say that if you quit, you're not going to be able to get another job because then you have to explain it to your new employer, etc., etc. So that can be another impact, another kind of negative impact that people might be thinking about. But what I would say to that is usually if you quit, then that shouldn't impact you in your career progression because if you are good at your job and then you find a workplace culture that you're happy in, it's not going to contribute. But I think that that can be an impact. And the next thing I would say is if you're a loud quitter, and sometimes loud quitting, as I said, you know, I'm coming from a place of empathy because I've had clients who've been in this position. Loud quitters can seem mm-hmm. aggressive or they can seem hostile or they can seem, be, you know, as troublemakers. But essentially, they're not. And so the impact of that is that maybe I overreacted. But remember... The reason why they've ended up becoming a loud quitter is because they're so frustrated and they're so angry. And it's almost like when a child Mm. has a tantrum, I'm comparing it, but it's different. But as an adult, what's happened is, is the volcanoes erupted, right? And people might see them as aggressive and loud, but actually you've got to remember what their skills and quality are. But that could be a negative impact of you beating yourself up because Mm. maybe you're a bit loud you know but those are some of the things I would say but in terms of the minimization and the and and the things that you can do to ease those effects the first thing I'd say is get support so talk to a counselor because there's a mental health you know aspect here um, that needs to be addressed with the burnout the stress etc get support so if you feel though you want to get like a career coach careers advisor like myself you know reach out to somebody like me and get that support if you find that your physical health because you know burnout isn't just about mental health it's about physical health as well you could be getting a lot of stomach problems etc go Mm. see your gp but the first thing i would say is get support take a break so what I mean by take a break is go on a holiday if mm. you can afford to, like even if it's a staycation somewhere for a week or you know a couple of days on a weekend. Because what this will do is this will put you in a different environment and allow you to think less negatively. Because if you're just at home binging on Netflix mm. and you know watching things that like reality TV, that's gonna probably make mm. you feel worse. It's not gonna yeah. make you feel better when you're going through this. So having a break in a different environment will help you. And the third thing I will say is making sure you don't jump into a new job straight away. And I know that might sound a bit scary for people who've quit because there's a financial obligation to get money and you know pay for mortgages and bills and rent and stuff. But what I find has been is when people jump right into a new job, when you know they've gone through a lot at work, they've gone through maybe a traumatic experience at work, what ends up happening is they end up having the same experiences at work because 
they might end up being in another kind of environment like they were before and they're mm -hmm. going to quit again <laughs> so take time to really nurture your job hunt and find a job that's going to make you happy is the third thing i would say just one question, um, and that, that's all brilliant advice. I suppose it's almost like, you know, when you've broken up from a relationship, don't jump into another one. It's it's rethinking what's important yeah. to me, um, what sort of things are making me feel fulfilled. So you talked about the impact of somebody who is loud, quitted and actually left. What about the person who isn't yeah. leaving, who's quietly burning inside? Yeah. How can uh, that would impact your self-esteem? Because you'd think, would, would you end up thinking yeah. I'm not good enough yeah. for this job? But you might go through imposter syndrome. You might also, Tasneen, one of the things I want to say is you might actually end up, you know, you were saying about, you know, quiet quitting and then burnout and everything. They might even start to withdraw from mm. their friends and their family. When I've been reading and doing more research about quiet quitting, Essentially, a lot of quiet quitters, <clears throat> excuse me, are perhaps going through mm. depression mm. or anxiety as well at the same time. So for the person who is staying in that situation, they're going to perhaps isolate themselves more and more, especially if they only work mm. from home. If they go into the office a couple of days a week, maybe they might be socializing, maybe they might have some interaction with people. But I actually think the impact is going to be that after a while you know because i've had people who are quiet quitters come to me and they just say oh i have to accept it trauma because i can't leave my job because mm. i've got a mortgage or i can't leave my job because my school my kids are going to a private school or whatever mm. reason it is you know i'm just giving some examples there of their financial obligations or in some cases if someone is a solo mm. parent you know my mom was a alone parent because she was a young widow there are more financial obligations there to think about so what ends up happening to that person the impact is mentally they're going to be drained at work so they might even be living two lives because they could be quite fulfilled mm. in their personal life at home but at work they become a different person and they're minimizing who they are well that's, that's quite heartbreaking that last statement that you made they're minimizing who they are gosh yeah all right so let's take it to um what what can organizations do and what should they be doing do you think well i mean i do think that organizations are already under a lot of pressure i want to firstly say that and be kind for a minute because i think organizations usually get yeah. the you know the tail end of it um and i think they are trying their best to retain mm. people you know employee retention is important but I think the first thing that organizations should be doing is they should listen to their employees. I think the key thing is, is if you see people leaving after, let's say, two months, I'm hearing a lot of new starters, like literally mm. leaving like, within the first three months, Tasmin, because they are so unhappy at work, they end up mm. quite quitting. So what can you do about, you know, employee retention? Can you ask the people within your organization who you're employing can you understand what some of the things are that they want and i'll give an example of what i mean by this suppose you have a chronic illness suppose you've got rheumatoid arthritis and you're working you know in a job where you're in a senior position and 
you know that you might have to go into the office a couple of days a week but there are some days you can't even get Mm. out of bed you know how are you going to be able to discuss with your manager that you know I know I'm in a senior position but Mm. I can't turn up Mm. five days a week what are you going to help me with how are you going to allow me to still do my job in some of these cases people have been speaking out about their health conditions and any other commitments that they have they end up Mm. job sharing or they end up having a way where they can work more flexibly they go part-time so first thing I would say is work together with the employee so that they are happier so not that it's just flexible but it's also around if they have a health condition if they're a Mm. parent suppose accounting for that and allowing them to work in a way where they can still be for their kids and be happy at work so if they want to go down to four days a week suppose allowing certain tasks that maybe they might be responsible for giving that to another team member or training somebody up so that's the first thing that I would say the second thing I would say is implementing changes to reflect what the employees need so not just that focus on staff retention but making sure that employees are happier at work so if you know that there's a big project coming up and there might be people who are going through burnout or you know are working very very late at night what can you do to make sure that you have certain days not necessarily well-being days but having like trainings and having people come in to talk about stress and talk about things that are going to flourish and help your team be happier at work but those are some of the things that I would say there's obviously more Mm. that employees can do but the key thing is communicating and asking employees what they need more of so that it doesn't come to a point where they just come to you Mm. and quit one day because then it's too late because if you ignore them they are going to leave and The other thing I want to say as well, a lot of people have been quitting recently in Tasmania because they cannot work Mm. from home. I read an article yesterday from the BBC where they were saying that people, there's now a policy for some organisations where people have to go into the office, right? And this is causing a lot of contention, especially in the States. I saw a video in the States ages ago where they were saying that, no, you must come into the office. If you don't come into the office, you're not working productively some people do work more productively at home so if organizations don't have a policy that covers that then people are not only going to quit they might even start thinking okay i'm not respected here i'm just going to go off and find somewhere where i will be able to work from home but yeah those are some of the things i would say but you know with the the first one that you said listening you hear it time and time again. How do I get better in my relationships? Listen better. How do I get better at being me? Listen to yourself. And it's something yeah. that um, is so taken for granted that uh, just we just don't do it. And the faster we're getting, the harder it is to pause and listen. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Key skill. I think I think we've recorded an episode on listening skills. I'm going to put it in the show notes as well. Mm. So we're going to, you know what, I can't believe we've been talking for more, um, you know, for like half an hour on this topic. And I really do feel <laughs> that it's actually um, created more questions in my mind than put the topic to bed. So we may have to get you back on again. But, but um, 
just to episode wrap up then what are the key things you think people should take away from from what we've talked about um i think some of the key things to think about is that you know burnout is still an issue is the first thing that i want to say career happiness is a key element of one of the reasons why so many people are quitting and another thing that i want to say as well is that people will continue to quit we can't really do Mm. much about that there will be people even if an employer is trying to make them happy they'll quit because they might find another job they might career change etc right but some of the key things that i would want to say is that i would encourage people to educate themselves about quiet quitting loud quitting and to really really understand that these things you know there's a term even called rust out as well which is similar to burnout which is a bit more of a lower process educate yourself about all of these things because i think if we don't educate ourselves then we won't know why people are leaving in the first place and that's the key thing that i would want people to awareness and education Hmm. now um some more general questions for you what's the best career advice that you've been given So I think the best careers advice I've been given is to not listen to too much of what people say. So throughout my life, I've had loads of people Mm -hmm. give me advice. But I remember someone ages ago, I think it was in a particular workplace I was working in, like a manager of mine, because, you know, I have had people pleasing tendencies in the past. And she just said to me, don't worry so much about what people think and what people say to you, because Mm -hmm. that's their opinion. And that's the best advice I've ever had because in the past, I've allowed others' opinions to dictate my career decisions. So don't allow anybody's opinions to stop you from doing what you want to do. That's probably So in a way, that's awareness and listening to yourself on that one. Mm. Well, that's brilliant advice for most things in life. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Who would you like to give a shout out to, um, be it someone in the SEO community or the wider community that's doing some really great work? Um, A very dear friend of mine who I think has actually spoke at the SEO Brighton event. Her name is Layla Akai. She's a brilliant lady. Um, You may have heard of her. She has this organisation called Diverse Minds and I just love what she does because not only is she talking about mental health and diversity inclusion she's really really making a positive impact in the world and yeah i any chance i have to shout her out i'm gonna shout her out so please go follow her she's also got a podcast as well Um, yes i I saw her she was at um, the women in tech seo festival where she talked about confidence and we've actually had her on this podcast to talk about confidence and imposter syndrome so i'm yes i am going to back your follow and your shout out to her because i do think (laughs) she's doing some amazing work um and but yet is you know extremely approachable um and very down to earth when you talk to her brilliant thank you for that Mm. Now, back to you. Where can people find you if they want to talk about careers or the topics we've discussed today? So um, you can find me on my website, www.shomagosh.com. 
you can connect with me on LinkedIn. It's just Shomagosh and you'll see the Career Happiness Mentor. I do post quite a lot on my um, page as well, my LinkedIn page. And also you can connect with me on Instagram at the Career Happiness Mentor underscore. So the Career underscore the Career mm. Happiness Mentor. So yeah, those are the places we can We will put me. all of those links in the show notes. So but thank you for highlighting them. Um, I'm really sad that that brings us to the end of this episode. But thank you so much for, for thank it. You. Yeah, thank you. Uh, lots of great insights and lots of great advice. Thank you again. And thank, thank you, you to everyone who is listening. Um, a quick reminder, if you are enjoying the content that Sarah and I are putting out, there are ways to support. One is the Buy Me A Coffee um, the link is in the show notes and spread the word. If you know this episode highlights that it's not just for SEO professionals, it can be for anyone. Um, so anyone that you think would benefit from it, let them know and get them to subscribe. Thank you very much. Thank you again. SEOs and marketers, have you checked out Wix Studio, the new web creation platform agencies are using? With Wix Studio, you get best-in-class defaults and automations, native integrations, and smart, flexible tools to deliver complex client sites at scale. Even after clients take over, built-ins like automatic redirects help sites stay optimized for long-term growth. Speaking of growth, you can track every campaign against client KPIs and automate monthly emails to share learnings with clients. All this backed by fast, resilient infrastructure that's built to scale. Find out more at wix.com forward slash studio. That's wix.com forward slash studio.